Welcome everyone. It's awesome to, to have you here. Just turn to someone sitting next to you and say, do you like the winter by the fireplace or the summer on the stoop where the sun is shining? Just ask someone there. Winter by the fireplace or summer, summer op die stoep. Wie sê summer op die stoep? You say winter by the fireplace. It's a draw, you'll not believe it. <clears throat> yeah. It's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. It's really a privilege. If we, uh, we've been praying and we, uh, we've been speaking a lot about what's happening in Ukraine and with Russia and with uh, people uh, that members of our church have personal relationships with. It's, it's just a privilege that we can come together like this. Uh, even this whole weekend with the ladies who, who attended the Awakened Women's evening, basically the whole Western Cape, I heard. And then <laughs> we had the men last night. And here we are still. We're worshiping in public on the outside. There's cars. We're having church. Uh, it's such a privilege. Let's enjoy it. And uh, when there's a buffet, then it's time on Vechtepak. And it's time to eat. Amen. And we, we have the opportunity to feast together. Father, I just want to thank you for this moment that we have to be together. I pray that you will feed into our lives what you have for us this morning. For each one here, you have a plan that you have purposed, that you have decided, Lord, for each one to walk on a road and may this morning feed into your plan, your purpose, your call for each life to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, um, maybe when you were, you were younger, you had that, uh, that experience that I'm going to try and explain now. It's a little bit gross. You know, when you... When, you, when you're eating and you're putting a piece of meat on the fork and then a piece of veggie and then there's a potato and then you also still put some rice on there with gravy and you don't know how you're going to get this into your mouth but you kind of get it and you're struggling to chew. Now this morning is a bit like, like that for me because I have something on my heart but it feels like a little bit too big to chew. So just have patience with me. It will go down at the, at the, at the end. Um, I want to I talk a little bit this morning about the idea of wrestling with the cross. Um, I know I'm speaking language of a heart. I'm, what I mean by that is, is, is going to God, to Jesus, and then really building, focusing on what he has done for us. And when I, when I say wrestling, I, I mean moving and adjusting and, and giving all my energy or my attempt to get the cross in the position of my life where it should be. It is often a wrestle I mean, of pushing other stuff out, getting the cross in, repenting here, um, crying there, tears of joy here, tears of sadness, but not letting go of what he has for me. That's what I mean when I say wrestling with a cross. Okay? Does that make some sense? Yes, I hope it does. Um, Last week, Pastor Andres briefly men mentioned this, uh, this scripture, for the love of Christ, Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, 
that those who live might no longer live for themselves. There's a change there. But for him who for their sake died and was raised. What does it mean when the reality of the cross enters my life, enters your life, and I start to engage with it, to get it into the middle of my life? There's a whole lot of uh, things that change. Everything changed, and therefore it is too great a bite for me to even try and attempt with my whole life everything that will happen to each one of you when you put the cross in the middle. But at least there's three things I would like to land on this morning that I hope as we wrestle with the cross uh, feeds our lives in a way that brings us closer to God and blesses Him and brings honor to His name. Amen? Each person has to wrestle with the cross. Now what I want to do is I want to read for us just a little bit of a longer piece out of Colossians. Um, talk about it a little bit before I get to application for us. Colossians 2, Therefore as you received Christ, Jesus the Lord. So walk in Him. There's a new walk. Since now you've received Him, now walk in Him. We see that, we see that change. They no longer live for themselves, but for Him. We're going to look at that. Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy, empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the Elemental spirits of the world, not according to Christ. Now, I just want to do a little bit of a running commentary. Walk in Him. Be built up in Him. Wrestle to get Him in the middle. Watch out for this. Here's some things here that might want you to, that might want to shift the centrality of the cross out of your life. Just get it off center a little bit. And I mean, it encompasses quite a lot of things, but it's got to do with empty philosophy, empty deceit. Just watch out, there is forces that wants to shift the cross off center in your life. All right, let's go on. For in him, going back to him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. It just means Jesus is God. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him, now we go deep, you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ. What that verse is saying there, verse 11, is in one sense, in one sense, a man, a father, can cut a physical foreskin off. Do you agree with me? It was done. A man can cut flesh but only Jesus can cut the heart in a way where it is circumcised that's what this scripture is saying to us in him you were circumcised in your heart it's a, it's a, it's a move man cannot do let's go on having been buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead now very important to almost set us up for the rest. And you who were dead in your trespasses, what are we doing here now? And I spoke about this a little bit last week, both my, myself and Pastor Andres with the death and the resurrection. Here we start to survey the cross. What happened there? 
It's important. We need to, if we want to wrestle with the cross, get it in the middle, we have to ask ourselves, so what transpired there? You were dead in your trespasses. That's me. And the uncircumcision of my flesh, but God made me alive together with him. Okay, we're surveying the cross. Having forgiven all our trespasses. Right. By cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. So, so for five years, when I was a pastor up in Pumalanga, I used to say debt. Until one of the English ladies came to me. She said, it is a silent bee. It's debt. I'm like, well, why did it take you five years to help me like this? It's by cancelling the record of debt. <laughs> that stood against us with its legal demands. He set aside, nailing it to the cross. And he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. This is such great imaging. We're surveying the cross because we want to wrestle with the cross. We want to put it in the middle. There's a record of debt, which is the record of our sins, all right? We have sins and we are sinful in nature and in deed. And it, it, here in the imagery, it is explained as a record. Now, <laughs> my record would be very long. It would roll out the back door. And what the scripture says is each human being comes with a record of debt before the Lord. Guilty. But he canceled it. It comes to stand against me. I come before the Lord and the enemy comes. Look at this, sinful. And then comes the cross which we are surveying. And Jesus Christ comes and says, I will pay the debt for them. Therefore, it can be canceled. It's not just, it's not, it did not just disappear. Okay? Sins will be paid for. It will fall on me or it will fall on Christ. What Jesus did, does is he comes in my place and the record of my debt that stood against me fell on him therefore it is now cancelled on my life he set it aside by nailing it to the cross and there was the, these rulers and authorities that wanted to come against me with their spears and their arrows and their accusations trying to break me down Wanting to help me to suicide, help me to be depressed, help me to give up. And they're coming for me, and they're coming for me for eternity. And there he comes, the son, and he disarms them. Bah, he takes their weapons. You are freeing me. The cross is worthy to be studied. Because what transpires there gives us the answer to every meaningful question in life. Now, there's two things we're going to pick up speed now. We see when we look at this. If he had to die, there was something that had to be canceled. There was rulers that had to be disarmed. Are you with me? Therefore, there's two things I see here, and both are very important. It will help us with everything in our faith. The first thing I see is a problem, and that is that I have sin on me. You were dead in your trespasses. Are you with me? It is a problem. I have to see it. There's no value in the cross if I do not understand 
the vastness of my sins. The first thing I have to understand is there is a problem with me. Can we go back, please? There's a problem. There's a problem with me, and that is that there's a record against me because of my sins. Are you with me? I have a problem. But there's also a solution. Someone came in my place. And so one might want to sum it up like this. You are more sinful than you know, but more loved than you could imagine. Now we want to, especially in, in the new Pentecostal movement, we want to erase the first part as much because that's uncomfortable. But there's no revelation of his love before there's a revelation of sin. Because his love overcomes the sin. So to understand the greatness of his grace, I have to face the first part. I have to understand my problem. So I am more sinful. When I came to Jesus, I was forgiven that last part of my matric year. But it was for the first time that I realized I had sinned. I, I did not know it so clearly. When I understood it, I also got introduced to the one who overcame them. So I am more sinful than I used to know, but more love than I could imagine. Now these two things are very important in our wrestle. I'll tell you why. If as a Christian, I skip over the first part, it's very important, I am open to pride and arrogance. Those people sin. That guy on drugs, he's a sinner. But the Holy Spirit showed me my pride that I was building on. And I know my sins. And so now when he comes in, there's a humility on my life with that first part. So that when whoever comes in, I, we are similar in many ways. We both need a Savior. Can you see that? When churches, when believers forget the first part, we are susceptible to arrogance. And if we do not get the second part more loved, we have no hope and we fall into depression. Both is important. Our humility and our hope. It is the wrestle of the cross. It's where those two things meet. Now, I want us to go wrestling with this a little bit. And I'll tell you why. Remember Jacob who wrestled with the Lord. All right. It is important to wrestle with a cross. Um, and and I'm, I'm also intentional with my, with my heading because it almost seems like we should wrestle. It is a wrestle. Because we are all made wrestlers by the Lord. And I'll explain to you how you are a wrestler. Sorry, sorry ladies but you are. Jacob wrestled with his brother. He competed with him. Jacob wrestled with his father. He, he went as far as to deceive. He knew he would have to go in exile. But if the man will only say he loves me, if he will only say, speak unto my identity, he was wrestling with his father. His mother helped him. He was a man at odds with many things. He went to his uncle and he wrestled there for love. If you'll give me this daughter. And he's engaged until one day he engaged into the one match that matters. He put his hands on the Lord. 
He said, I will not let go until you bless me. And he ceased wrestling with all the other forces. His hip was dislocated. Okay? It's the hard, one of the hardest joints in the body to dislocate. It's the hip. Shoulder, very easy. Hip dislocated, he still would not go because he got it. This is it. This is where it happens. It's me and him. He said, Lord, bless me. And his life changed. Here's the important thing why you and I should wrestle with a cross. Because you are wrestling with things already in your life, if you are honest about it. And behind your wrestling match, you will find your idol. What are you wrestling with? Behind it is your idol. What are you wrestling with? It's here, it's here. It does not stop. It does not stop. It does not stop. Behind the main wrestling matches of your life lies your idol. Wrestle with a cross. Get it in the center. What does that do? Are you, are, are you with me this morning? Does that make sense? I'm saying behind what you put everything into, you find what is most valuable to you. That's why you are giving it face time. That's why you're giving it the match. That is your treasure. And so for Jacob, he had many matches until he faced the one. He said, I will not let go. I have found you. I have wrestled with the Lord. Now, three things that will happen when you wrestle with the cross. don't have a lot of time. I told you there's a lot to chew off. Hebrews 4. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace. Okay, that we may receive mercy. What scripture says is for the believer in Christ, if you have been born again, you put the cross in the middle of your life, when you go to God, there's a counter, there's a snoopy. Okay. There's a counter, there's a foyer, you arrive at, it is called a throne of grace. Why is it a throne of grace? Okay. Well, normally when I stop for a treat, I go for knickknacks, okay. I like knickknacks. Is this only me? Am I weird? Yeah. <laughs> I knickknacks, it's just better as lays. I lays just pop. I die chippy. I stack knickknacks like them. I go for what I need. Now, it is given to you. When you go to God, guess what you need? Grace. It's a throne of grace. Why do you need grace? Because you are sinful. And there's sin on you. And so when you draw near to him, here's what you get. Grace. Because of what he has done. Now, there's two things that you get. We just spoke about it. If you need grace, if you're going to receive grace, there's two things True about you at that moment. You have sinned and you are loved. Here's your grace. What does that mean? First thing, this morning, as you wrestle with a cross, the cross fills me with humility and confidence as I draw near to God. 
First thing. As I wrestle with the cross, I realize I have more sins than I thought, but I am more loved than I imagined. What do I do as I approach God? I come humble. I come humble into his presence. When his word is being taught, I come in humble. I remember. I have sinned. I'm loved. But I come before him low. I come to a throne of grace. It is what I need. I come to church both humble and confident. Are you with me? I draw near to him in the mornings, in the evenings when you read, both humbly and with confidence. I've got confidence in his grace, but I am humble of my position before him. I am on my knees and he's my savior. That is a healthy relationship with the Lord because you can always come before him. Sometimes when I wrestle with all other things in my life, I am shy to go in front of him. Are you with me? I'm like, I can't go there. But if I have the cross before me, I remember I come to a throne of grace. I am humble and confident. I'm lowly in heart and I'm fully loved. Both of those things. I can relate with a sinner that comes through the door that needs salvation. I can relate with someone that just experienced a massive breakthrough because I'm both humble and confident before the Lord, before His throne. Wrestle with a cross. Put it in the center of your life. The cross tells us we should be both humble and confident. They go together. They're not at odds. 100% humble and 100% confident. Not 50, 60, 50, 50. A work of humility to its completion and a work of confidence or hope in the Lord or trust if you want to. Also to its fullness. The full work of the cross. Towards Him. Let's go on. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, David it's right here. My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up. What is that? It is the pain of sin. That's what it is. I, this man is, is looking at his life and he's sensing his sin before the Lord. That, that's what he's explaining here. My bones wasted away. Day and night, your hand was heavy Upon me, what it's talking about is a relationship he's having with his immaterial self, with his heart. This is heavy. It's what he's experiencing here. Let's read on. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. He knows everything. Put the cross in the center. When I feel my bones are wasting away, Lord, your hand is heavy against me. What should I remember? That Jesus came in my place take my sins upon his life there's a throne of grace for me so i can come in why is that important this is extremely important the second thing for the morning the cross gives peace from self-condemnation this is very important don't don't shrug this off too fast this is the thing that leads people into suicide it's self-condemnation I messed it up. I cannot deal with it. I cannot forgive myself. 
I don't know how I end up here. Now, there is peace for you in the Lord. And I just, I know everyone does not relate with this, but I really felt that this, there will be a field of people here that needs to hear this that is living with self-condemnation. I'm not saying you are the answer, psych yourself up. I'm saying wrestle with a cross, put it in the middle. He has done it. You have to take up peace and walk. You have to go on with faith and joy. He wants to help you. He wants to heal you. But it's going to be a wrestling match because you're wrestling with your brother-in-law because you're fighting with him and you're wrestling with your dad or what he said and didn't say, no, no, leave. You're fighting the wrong ma match. Wrestle with the cross. It's grace for you. If you look him in the eye, come to the throne of grace. And there's peace for self-condemnation. I know there's people here that you haven't breathed a breath of peace for years. That must stop. Amen. Wrestle with a cross. It's a match worth taking up. I can't stop there. Let's go on. Whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. When I look at the cross, I have to see this. I cannot miss this. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also ought to love one another. As I wrestle with a cross, last thing for this morning on my heart, the cross secures my identity to love others best. If you want to test whether you have the cross feeding the gospel, Jesus, I'm saying the cross this morning because I've got this idea of wrestling with a cross, but if, 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 you want to, if you want to ask yourself, evaluate yourself, how good am I doing with allowing the Lord to work in me in the area of my identity? I want to ask you, are you free from competition? If you are quickly offended, this has not happened to you. He must feed into your identity. A man who has settled his identity before the Lord does not get quickly offended with other humans. Is it hard for you to forgive, to let that person go? Let the Lord minister into your identity. Let him settle the debt at the cross that you are wanting that human to settle. He can never settle it. You see why this is a wrestling match? This is tough. <laughs> it's a living relationship. It's a day-by-day day. The cross fills me with humility and confidence as I draw near to God. The same is true, number one, for your relationship with people. It fills you with humility amongst people, but also confidence to lead, live your calling as you should because you are secured in your identity. You are in Him. 
these are wrestling matches that should take your time, your effort, your energy, your prayers, your night, because behind them there is fruit for life and actually for eternity. And some of the other matches, like Jacob, leave it. Are you with me this morning? Survey the cross and wrestle to get it in the middle. Just as you are sitting before we pray together, I want to ask you, what is the Lord saying to you on your heart this morning? Maybe if you look at, if you look at that, I want to ask you, is there, is there one for you that jumps up this morning? If there's a need, if there's a break of relationship or a break in, in, in self, it, the answer for it is not on Facebook. It's, it's not there. It's, it's not in something you can buy. You are just going to get into deeper trouble. It is in my wrestle with the cross. There I find life that touches me, touches you in every area. Isn't that true? Come to the throne of grace. I want us to stand this morning, if you, if you can, if you need to be seated, you're also welcome. But I want us to respond this morning. Can I ask some facilitators just to come to the front, some small group leaders, some to the side, that'll be great. You can just move out some small group leaders because we're going to pray for people. We're going to pray for you if you feel sick or know of people that's sick. We just want we, we have time just to minister to you this morning. <clears throat> Let's just close our eyes for a moment and just ask the Lord to work with us. Yeah, Lord, as we are gathered here, we know as humans, we, we were made with a, with a type of endurance, an ability to conquer, an ability to fight, to wrestle. And we often get lured onto the wrong playing field, the wrong match. But we are here just to recommit to you. And this weekend where you have done such amazing things among the women and the men, we are here to put our gaze on you. And from your presence, you will send us out in our workplace, into our families. But we will be renewed. We will be changed. We will be different. This morning, I want to make an invitation before we pray for a whole lot of things. I want to ask you, while every eye is closed, if you have never committed yourself to the Lord, if you've never bowed down before the cross and say, Lord, here I am, I'm here to give you all I have. Forgive me my sins. Renew me. I want to walk with you. If that is you and you want to do that this morning for the very first time, I'm going to count to three. I want to ask you to put up your hand because we're going to send someone to you to pray for you where you are standing. I'm being open with you. <laughs> So if that is you, you want to take that step this morning, then in one, two, three, put up your hand very high. Say, that's me. I want someone to pray with me this morning, a prayer to come nearer to the Lord. Is there anyone like that this morning? We are here especially for you. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Then what we want to do in this place is we want some movement. So if we can get that last three points up there. I want you, if you want to make a commitment to wrestle with the Lord and to conquer some of these areas, to step out in faith in a moment here and pray with someone and say, I want you to pray with me for this or that area of my life. And then we also want to pray for you if you are sick or know of people that need prayer for their health. I want you to come this side. We're just going to have some prayer happening, some ministry happening around this place this morning. Is that okay? So if we can pray for you for your health or someone you know, will you quickly step up right now just to this side? It's just that we can get you. If that's you, one, two, three, just quickly move. We've got some people here to pray for you. We've got some oil here. Lisa, if you can take some of this. Thank you for that. There's some people moving. If you know of someone, a parent, a child, a friend, we want to pray with you this morning. It's going to happen this side. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just include with that also, there's some people coming. If you feel, if there's people you know that's really in trauma, it could be a, a family member or marriage that you are close to that's really in trouble and we can help or pray for healing in that regard, please also respond. We'd just like to minister to you. And then, just a call of faith, if you, if you want someone to pray with you, and just take a step of faith. Now, normally we'll just do it in the seats, but what I want us to do is to, to, to exercise movement, all right? Wrestling is movement. It's going to take action. Then I want you to take a step of faith in one, two, three, and just step out that someone can pray with you through one of these areas. You're welcome here. Thank you. Let's move if that's you. Take that step of faith. The Lord has been speaking with you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. All right. You are welcome to respond. You are welcome to respond. Can I get some more facilitators here? If you can pray and stand with someone, please come and help us with Maroe here. Awesome. Great. If you don't feel you're coming to the front today, thank you. I want you to take a seat. And I'm just asking you, you can take a seat where you are, to ask the Lord, what is He doing with you right now? Just where you are, just pray. Say, Lord, what are you doing with my life? Just let's just take five minutes of prayer. Let's not rush out of this place. Just where you are seated. Say, Lord, what is your plan for my life? Pray to him. If you want to, you can, you can talk to someone about this. If you're here with a friend or with, a, with your wife, you can reflect a bit. But let's just take five minutes before we rush out of here. You're also still welcome to respond for prayer.